0: This is the Liquid Courage Podcast. A in-depth look at every episode of Courage the Cowardly Dog. On this episode, we check out Human Habit Trail, Mission to the Sun. Featuring Taylor, Tim, and Sheldon. Now here are your hosts.
1: wow yeah. oh, that's sick i love it i'm glad that you're rolling you can talk welcome about more liquid body Cur- horror oh fuck mm, like uh, there
2: isn't
1: any in this episode. suction cup hands uh, big
2: feet and free hi everybody We're,
1: welcome back to the liquid courage podcast i'm taylor tim's over there hi and sheldon's back there in the corner weeping to himself i sure am see uh there you go uh, welcome to Fun things.
2: Uh, it's an episode of. Yeah,
1: welcome. Yeah, we've got things. Uh, we're six months into a global pandemic. Um, it's real fun. I have a fun game for us to play between the two episodes this time. It'll be great. Um, awesome. The other two have not been briefed on this, so Tim's probably very worried as he edits the podcast, but it's fine.
2: Tim, it's okay. I'm also worried.
3: I was going to say, so not. <laughs> Are you worried that I'm going to be worried during the edit, or are you worried that I'm worried now? <laughs> um, <laughs> I yeah, can just well, imagine me no. sober, be like, oh, now oh, I'm shocked. I,
4: this shit. I don't remember <laughs> this.
1: Um. Yeah. Howdy, folks. Um. Boy, oh, busy boy, there is some shit about <laughs> in <laughs> the world today, but we don't talk about that. We talk about a fun cartoon about a Pink dog. Uh, and that's what we're going to do. That has um, the courage, courage
2: to th- deal with the yeah, atrocities oh he deals with.
1: Lookie there, has the courage. Um, yes. I'm clever sometimes. God, you are. Sorry, I was taking a drink. I didn't want to just. <laughs>
3: no, I, I thought like, it was I, just dramatic pause.
1: Yeah, it was one of those things of like <laughs> Sheldon just stopped talking. And <laughs> I was like, well, <laughs> fuck, this is going to be weird. <laughs> um, here we are. Ah, we are Shit, I'm currently taking a shot. <laughs> Where? Oh, no, not. we're not getting paid yet. Ah. Wow.
3: Let me rephrase that. I'm a professional that put on this amateur
1: podcast. <laughs> <laughs> you well, know, until we get that sick, sick Raycon money in Raid Shadow Legends sponsored. Man,
3: you don't listen who to a would lot have thought Raid Shadow Legends?
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, until we're sponsored by Raytheon. Uh <laughs> Uh, I, yeah and the coke brothers and uh, um, right. know, other, pod, other podcasts on our network oh, I just want to manscaping. think there's like an,
5: an
3: edgy like grandson of the coke brothers it's just like you know what I'm gonna funnel money
1: into this guess what I don't want coke money yeah. um, <laughs>
2: man then you've never had coke money have you mm,
1: you're right was, <laughs> uh, I'm they're horrible um it so. all
2: spins the same.
1: Yeah, yeah, you're you're not wrong at the end of the day. Um but that was a fun existential crisis we just went into. Let's have another one. Now, when We're we talk not... about the first episode of this uh <laughs> very fun uh round of shows of episode 18, uh which is the Human habit trail
2: Hey, Taylor, I've got a question for you. Sure. D- are you, do you have a fetish,
1: boy? You know, if you, it, you know, we don't do that here. We're not a BDSM podcast. Uh,
2: courage thinks we
1: are, but boy, oh boy, did Courage the Cowardly Dog want you, yes, you, young and impressionable viewer, to think about parts of bodies like you never have before. This, Son, do you, wow.
4: Do you okay. Like
1: eat? so i'm gonna go ahead and uh do a real quick summation of this so then we can talk about how fucking weird this is (laughs) so can we
3: before we before we do that remember on the very first episode when we talked about uh episodes that we remember this is a specific episode that i remember
2: i you know you don't say tim yeah i said it like five times Um... what what
3: the fuck you try i don't remember that part i just remember it's a small (laughs)
1: world after all
2: I just remember the cool fun gerbil song.
1: I just remember the fun gerbil song. <laughs> Personally, I remember
2: this. the exploding
1: armpits. Yeah. yeah. That? yeah. See, I uh, the minute I <laughs> I clicked into what this episode was was when Courage got in the in the tunnel and I went, "Oh, now I remember." And yeah, <laughs> And then Um, the
2: feet expanded, and you went, oh, now I remember.
1: So, excuse us, dear listener, we're a little bit all over the place on this one. That's just how this goes. This one's pretty easy to kind of go out. So the first part is, essentially, there's a whole bunch of dust in the bag house. Uh, In fact, there's so much dust that Courage puts on a gas mask for comedic effect. Which now, that image of Courage wearing a gas mask is being used all around in 2020 in some oh, cities it's very fun if it's uh, not a meme make it a uh, meme and we should make it a meme i might be oh uh, <laughs> tim's gonna get a call from homeland security um
2: you can't make this worse than it is
1: and <laughs> we uh so there's all this dust and muriel's just kicking up more dust and there's so much dust that you can see the dust hanging in the air and it's with all of this dust that we hear a knock at the door and who be there, but a little pink gerbil with a little vacuum and <laughs> oh boy, does the fun pick up from here. And right off well, the bat. There. Yeah. I'm going to go ahead and say this. Tim, who voices the gerbil? <laughs>
3: of course it is the almighty Dilworth.
1: So, <laughs> hey, John, <laughs> Good job.
3: Wait, hold hey, on. According <laughs> to the the Wikipedia,
1: according space. to the wiki, so uh, <laughs> you take constructive criticism, Dilworth. Hey, John, <laughs> fucking, you did it. Scared me. Didn't like it. Didn't like the voice. No, maybe that, um, that was the point.
2: <laughs> you're you're probably never going to be hired to like tell stories to kids, but you
1: don't need to. You do your no. job just fine. <laughs> Turns out very spooky. Ten out of ten. Very did not, did not like. Thank you. This my is so... that that voice coupled with just like everything else that happens in the episode, the just made, stare of the turtle made me so very upset on so many levels. Like there was something about that. Just
2: this episode was uncomfortable,
1: uh, and you know yeah. what? That's fine. <laughs> Yeah, and uh, I don't like. Yeah, I don't know. Um, IMDb can't corroborate that that's John Dilworth, but I'll take uh, the wiki. But um,
3: how, but how much of the courage wikis actually filled out? Uh, your yeah. courage IMDb is actually filled out.
1: True, but I'm yeah. just. If that's you, John. Shout out, John! It. You did <laughs> it. You did the spooky thing. Thank you. You did. It um, me. and so. It's Halfway through, you forget that it's all about a vacuum. Um, it is that's, about a vacuum, isn't it? <laughs> but that's the thing, is that this gerbil shows up to sell Muriel and Eustace a vacuum, and he asks them a series of questions. And my favorite part is, as he's asking the series of questions about the, no- the amount of dust they pick up, the very last question is, and do you live out in the middle of nowhere, very, very far away from any police or law enforcement? Any police? Which is good. They get
5: asked
1: that it. all the time, actually. And uh, when, <laughs> when uh, courage is while this is happening, he hears a voice come from the the vacuum cleaner about "get me out of here," and courage, of course, gets very freaked out. But the gerbil, wasting no time, uh, just sucks. Now that you sign
2: the contract, yeah, I will take your bodies as well as your souls.
1: Your the blood deal is sealed, <laughs> and so he is sucked into or muriel and eustace are sucked into the bag of this vacuum courage explodes and then the gerbil says one of the most unsettling lines um, which is you're free now free from what (laughs) i guess from ownership i have no idea um yeah yeah it's like, but he literally just enslaved them, basically.
3: Well, he enslaved <laughs> Usus and Muriel. He yeah. enslaved Courage.
2: Oh, oh, was he talking to Courage there? Yeah. I thought he was just doing kind of a, soliloquy. like, soliloquy or, like, speaking to the audience or just to the environment. You're Good question. Now.
1: I don't know because Courage exploded.
2: I'm just going to start putting that into random conversations that's with even strangers that I have.
1: I forgot that because courage is all in pieces and he's talking
3: to the pieces of courage. You're
2: yeah. free now.
3: You're free
1: now. So he's so <laughs> Yeah, and the, then the gerbil just gets to his car and drives away and courage chases him and Like a real
2: dog.
1: The, then the gerbil gets to his little hidey hole and that's where the real meat of the episode takes place is in this here hidey hole. Um, but first you have to split the lint oy, yeah inside the bag Muriel and Eustace run into a crazy woman who's trying to split the lint and I this fucking episode was just we we covered so much ground in this episode it's just so much um I disagree. and Courage, or yeah, so they go to this underground, and it ends up being a laboratory. And he takes the crazy lady into the back room and gives her suction cup hands. And you're like that's and feet, and you're like that's weird, but on par. Yeah. And you're still unsettled by the whole voice thing. And then he goes, "You two are gonna be our perfect specimens," and begins <laughs> and walks away. And then Courage runs into suction cup lady. And asks if he's seen him, and he's like, "Yeah, that way." And then there's like a weird frame of her kind of running, but not really. It was a weird frame. I caught it. Um, and yeah, I was like, "What the fuck was that movement?" And then they he's, they're like, "He's in there." And Courage runs down this hallway. And okay, so I'm going to split up the next part of this conversation. Um, I'm going to talk okay. about I'm going to talk about what Courage goes through first, and then we're going to talk about the other thing. Um, <laughs> You can tell what's more important because yeah. he calls it the other thing. So Courage finds a boat and then goes through a water ride akin to a small world at Disneyland or World. And, it's and exactly
5: what they're referencing too. Yes.
1: Mm-hmm. And in it, it's oh, creating a song of Dr. Gerbils. Oh, God, it's it's so... <laughs> It's such a fucking earworm that if you actually paid attention to it, it would bore into your head. It, it already has. I was a child, I've yeah. blocked it out. Um, oh, it's the world of Doctor Ger. It's, it's Doc Gerbil's Dr. world. <laughs> and it's just going through all of Doc Gerbil's stuff. And courage, like any sane person slowly loses his mind as that goes through and you see him dealing with it as that goes on and there's like toothpaste and all this other stuff it's pretty pretty innocuous uh and not bad compared to you're a dirty man sheldon um so the listeners know i believe i have the 10 hour mix of uh doc gerbil's world now so (laughs) thanks bud um (laughs)
3: nice someone already beat us to I was
1: wondering I was going to ask for it but I didn't
3: have to the courage shitposting community is on par let me tell you it's
1: real high I need to see
3: if I can find that community
1: and see the reason again that we're talking it like that because that part of the episode nothing happens that's just it it's like hey you know this is
2: this is stuff
1: and things, yeah. And it, but it's just like that's the whole that's that whole part that he goes through, and it's just like, oh, it's weird and annoying. Eventually, he sees the laboratory, and now we're gonna go back to the other thing that we're gonna talk about. Okay, all right. <laughs> so, hey, um, everybody, uh, if you have. If you are a... I don't know how to phrase this without sounding... Like, hey, a okay, um, right
3: So if you are now a grown adult, and you have certain things that really get you going...
1: And you can't figure out the origin of them. <laughs> maybe it's Space Jam for some of you. Maybe it's, you know... Totally spies uh, for the others. Totally spies for another group. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe it's, uh, you know... Uh, Other cartoons, like uh, Who Framed Roger Rabbit? And they
5: tried Um, hard on
1: that one. Mm. Maybe it's Courage the Cowardly Dog, there's an entire sequence where, man, they hit on a whole lot of uh, pretty close if not (laughs) dead-on fetish material. (laughs) And uh, the fuck, guys? Inflation? Feet? Fruit? What's your fetish? Uh, yeah. Inflation, uh, body horror... Um. There's some. Thank God there was no vor. Um. That's before. I mean, technically, yeah.
2: the vacuum sucked them up into the its stomach. If we uh, get really like into the thought, there's something
1: that. here for everyone. <laughs> but that part, I stopped talking because <laughs> I went. That's that's really close to just. Guys, kind that's of real upsetting. <laughs> like, I'm not, you know, a prude. You do you with whatever you want to do. Um, you know,
3: bringing up all this kind of
1: sounds like we're kind of prudish. Oh, oh no. oh no! It's the fact
2: that it's in a cartoon. <laughs> it's, the,
1: it's the fact that it's a cartoon that we all watch. That I forgot about that part, and I went, "Man, as an adult, that's a that's an interesting scene." And I think part of it is because in the new 2020s, everyone's pretty hyper aware of everything like that because we're being more open about um, life and equality and sexuality and things like that, just in general. Um, yeah, to be fair, man, you'd look at it and go like, oh man, big feet. That's funny <laughs> and weird. Um, but also, that was that was a lot in a short period of time. And yeah, I just it it took me aback, and I was uh...
2: not asking it to be changed. It's just wow, how did I not notice that? Yeah,
1: how was that? <laughs> how did I miss that part? But here I am. Um, so there's that, and there's a lot of things that go on. Like he feeds them, just so we're clear, he feeds them some uh, some Weird. stuff that makes them get bigger. He uh he gives them some stuff that makes their feet grow. Uh, he gives these, them give them stuff to make them smaller. Uh,
3: fun.
1: he already did that. He gave them stuff to no, make he them
2: ball Up in the vacuum, and they became small. Alice he never them. made them
1: small. Yeah, he gave them. He put deodorant on Eustace and made his armpit sh- uh, explode. Cactus. He uh put lipstick on Muriel and made her lips massive. And, and then they exploded. exploded. <laughs> Doc Gerbil's a bad doctor. Um, nothing I can do. And yeah, it's weird. And then he makes them into batteries and shoves them into a flashlight. Uh with, you know, feet a head defeat scenario. Come in on, there. We all
3: we've all seen the matrix.
1: We know that humans are good batteries.
2: I mean, if you I mean if you think about it, Taylor, you put batteries into a flashlight head to feet.
1: Yeah. yeah, I never thought about my batteries. Never mind. Um, you never thought about your batteries? I never think about batteries no.
3: anymore since the war.
1: Um, And then Courage finally sees this and he becomes an aerosol. He jumps to a big aerosol can, goes into the laboratory and rescues them by sucking them back up into the vacuum and then runs away with this um there's also a scene w- at, at the end of this which you guys remember where i guess it's not the end it's like the the following action it's
2: the, it's the penultimate. Yeah. it's like the escape scene
1: well there's the escape scene but right before the escape scene you have courage using the big deodorant to like stop dog gerbil from getting to him uh and in doing that he wait a minute courage <laughs> puts on the deodorant as well and then his armpits explode i was you know what as you were mentioning i was gonna ask okay so he
2: puts the deodorant on the ground to make like an oil slick thing yep why did he use the deodorant to explode his armpits
3: i don't
1: know why would he put it on <laughs> yeah it did
3: yeah it, they just wanted to make sure you saw that body horror, right <laughs> yeah
1: like let's just start thinking like that
2: didn't help with the escape yeah.
1: at all and then <laughs> bubbles fall into the little river that's in this underground area and then we have a boat chase set to operatic music and little to no any like sound effects other than courage making noise why
2: you'd think it was the series
1: finale you would think that that would be something that would be noted somewhere on like i don't know uh Thing that like gets a bunch of information about TV shows that people like, and people like submit stuff and look things up and put it on there so other people can know that. <laughs> oh, so, I you know, know what that's saying about that. It's, and yeah, it's
3: the no, Mr. Science Theater website.
1: There's nothing, there's nothing on anything. You look it up, and they're like, No, no idea, I don't know why they did that. Um, they just apparently did, uh, and it's, that's it's art, motherfucker, and that's it's art, I guess. Um but why? <laughs> why was that the choice? In hey, we're gonna do this fun boat chase with no sound effects, just Nothing. opera. Just
3: yeah, that was weird. So, like, it makes I don't it know more intense, it, you know? <laughs> it does. It's actually very artistic. I'll give them
1: that. It's but super artistic.
3: But is it referencing a movie? Is it?
1: It, it just Not doesn't that make I can sense. think
3: of. Yeah, like, I, the only thing I can think of is, like, a gangster movie, like I, The Godfather, but...
2: It's face-off. Come on, guys. All right.
3: <laughs> so, you, you know what? I forgot about that. There you go.
1: Next. I just want to know why.
2: John Woo was in charge of the ending of this movie.
1: Like, that one... So, in, like... It just... It, it from a technical
3: me. standpoint, like, yeah, it's easy to go out and make these sound effects... But it could have been that this episode was so rushed. They were just like, fuck it, throw opera music there. And then they looked at it and like, well, that actually kind of worked. We'll just keep it.
2: <laughs> yeah, We need something to put here until we get the sound effects. Somebody put opera and they went, you know what? Actually? Dilworth walked in and went like, who made this decision? "Uh, I, I oh, it's did, just, sir. It's just
3: a placeholder. Goes, You're no. promoted.
1: <laughs> You're now it head riot.
3: Come in here, Cohen. Yeah,
1: it's, <laughs> it's just one of those things where I went.
3: It's what? It's weird, and like at first when we heard I mean, it was like, like- is there a copyright issue, but like it. So opera would be a good thing to go against copyright because anything made before like 1910 under current copyright laws is completely, uh, free. No
2: so. one, no one cares about opera anymore.
3: I <laughs> well, no one cared about opera in 1910. So.
2: Well, it's only gotten worse with time
1: but I'm just again it yeah it that this whole episode was just like a continued trip down just the weird which is fucking good deeper and deeper (laughs) because that's the type of stuff that you like from from the courage we've talked about the other episodes have been pretty mundane that aren't the most fun um and so this one is very fun I'm just it's one of those things where I was like is it going to keep getting us wow it just keeps going like it's one of those it's one of those moments of like well okay so we're gonna have like a chase but it'll be like the funny chase it'll be like haha we did the funny chase scene that was kind of just a real chase scene (laughs) like that was just kind of intense and odd and i was like that there wasn't any wacky antics in that chase scene at all.
2: I'm to get you, Sister Muriel, back to perform experiments on them. With and, my little salad clippers.
1: Yeah. And, and then the episode ends with Courage using the vacuum to pull to the side as the gerbil's boat goes over a cliff. He survives. He laughs at the bottom. Uh, as we cartoons see would. And then we're back to Muriel and Eustace's house, where they're big again for some reason. Even though the vacuum shrunk them before, I guess when you pick up big things, it shrinks them. But when you kick out um, small things, it enlarges small I, dude, things. It enlarges them. Which out makes of everything
2: sense. they've expressed here, they did not express how that magical vacuum works.
1: <laughs> yeah, and then we have lint lady in Eustace's soup again, and that's the episode. Um, Boy. Yeah, there was so much that happened in such a short period of time. Uh and I don't you know, I this, don't really know. This
2: episode smacks you and makes you go, you paying attention? You paying attention.
1: Hey, did you see what happened there?
3: Did you see the okay. cactus coming out of his fucking yeah, arms? It, it's one There's of those episodes be
1: a later, motherfucker. It is one of those episodes where if you look away, um it's not gonna be easy for you to understand what happened. I mean (laughs) Um, I was paying attention and I don't even understand When I was was a kid I distinctly remember um, watching uh, TV and rolling around the channels and I've seen this episode a couple times I spaced out that it was the same episode um, because I remember the Doc Gerbils world stuff and I don't remember the, the laboratory scenes but I remember that part and I also remember the chase scene the first time them. i, I no i like for some reason that was part of my brain was just like i remember he, that he had them as small and he did stuff i didn't remember anything specific after that um but like i remember rolling around the channel and ending up on comedy or on comedy on cartoon network with just the final boat chase scene
5: right
1: <laughs> and i was literally thought cuz i had like there's there's issues before with tv we don't really see it these days but where sometimes television like channels would sometimes get the wrong audio for some reason like they just broadcast the wrong audio. oh my
3: god Cartoon Network was so bad with that yeah there there are a ton of examples like there's a example and I was watching it too and I was Mm -hmm. confused um the first time for Cartoon Network that I knew about it and I watched it, it was like at four o'clock in the morning, they were playing some uh, animated film, but instead they got it mixed up with like AMC or like Turner Classic Movies or something. Yeah. Probably Turner Classic Movies everything. And you were getting an, the audio from a war movie on top yeah. of that, and you're just hearing gunfire and people fucking dying. It's a very gruesome one.
1: Yeah, and I don't know why that happens, but it's, ha- I, and I don't think it happens as I... much anymore. I do know why it right. happens actually.
5: Why does it happen?
2: So and on and on the AMC you're getting it's Doc Gerbil's world.
3: <laughs> they might have been. They might have been getting something crazy. That would have been funnier, to be totally me. That. Um so how it works is that uh TV stations have something called a master control operator. Um and what they do, they are the people that sit there, they watch the show. Like they're not part of a production, they're not part yeah. of like anything like that. They're waiting for the show to go to a break so they can plug in the newest commercials.
1: So, uh, they, so like the are are they like the ones that are like plugging in your like your local commercials yes. and stuff? Or yep, okay. they're
3: local, and then they also talk to because every master control in an area talks to the bigger master control for the network that they work for, right? Yeah. So CBS, when I worked at a CBS news station, their master control operators there would have to talk. To the CBS people, and they'd be like, all right, these are the national ads coming in the next break. And then you have your own local ads that you plug in there because they give you time mm-hmm. for local ads in every break,
1: and et cetera,
3: et cetera. Uh, they also record all your stuff for news. Like, if they work in a news station environment or something like that, they record all the like, local things that's talking about, hey, coming up next, it's Courage the Cowardly Dog, or shit like that. Yeah, <laughs> they do all of that too. And they have to plug that in, and they specifically like have to measure the audio. So sometimes the audio comes in from an editor or production house, and it might be too loud. It might be too quiet. Um, it may mm-hmm. not be uh, normalized, which means the audio stays at one level no matter what, even if it's like screaming or whispering.
5: Gotcha. Um,
3: so. They have to be the ones to ride that and figure that all out and make sure they're basically making sure it comes through to your TV correctly. Yeah. Um I may have just gone on a huge explanation there, sorry.
1: <laughs> no, that's okay. That's that's fine. Um so that happened and in my neck <laughs> of the woods it happened a lot. Uh yeah, it happens a lot here in Kansas. It really And happened. I literally just assumed that Cartoon Network was broken and that yeah okay well it's but Nene, small tailor it's and actually then, working
5: fine. no yeah, no well
1: well that's the thing and then like courage would make a noise and I'd be like wait what and then like the the scene was over and we're back to normal and I just was like I don't know <laughs> what happened and that feeling uh still here still persists when i go i still don't really know what happened but i don't i <laughs> wow that was an artistic choice we did huh guys um the cl- <laughs> one of the only things i could find on that particular <laughs> thing was a reddit post from somebody from quite a while ago which was just here's the boat scene from the <laughs> from the yeah. gerbil episode but without the pretentious music in the background <laughs> oh, and so I was they, like, that guy's jaded. They they went in and they
3: added the actual sound effects that should have been in there.
1: Yeah, so I it, I oh, I just
3: pretentious music. I just now
1: found it and I just thought it was a very funny title of of a post. That is funny.
3: Is that the current um, subreddit? Is
1: that? It was subreddit? not actually. It was just mm-hmm. on a random one, and I don't I don't really know why, but it was just there. Some guy was real mad. I'm sure. Uh, Sounds like he was mad. Yeah, and so doc gerbil is a fucking character that i don't like but love but he scares me yeah
2: uh, honestly like he's probably he's up there compared to the other villains we've dealt with in this series he should have been in the in the episode where all the
1: villains come together he should have been he's not (laughs) he's one of the few that are not included it's funny
3: that you bring that up, because he is not in any of those episodes, and this yep. is his only appearance, ever.
2: Yep. Damn it. You're free now.
1: Yeah, it's so, like, it was such a weird thing. Like, this episode hit so many different ways, and I'm just, like, confused, and... Like,
3: is this an know. allegory for Dilworth being slaves? No.
1: <laughs> I'm
3: sorry?
5: Probably.
1: Is 20, that looking too far into this? <laughs> Curtis the podcast is not responsible for anything that is, uh, that's it. it's that uh, on our it's on our personalities. <laughs> say, <laughs> um, yeah, that was. I just don't. That episode, fucking. That's that's again. It's one of those things where this is such a good fucking a episode. It's like just, it hit me so hard that I was like, I okay. All right. Well, I think I I'll see what happens uh, for the uh, next uh, one. This
2: roller coaster already gave me its best. Let's see what happens.
1: So there's that. Um, you, I'm ready to to rate it, dude. <laughs> so here, I don't even me, know what I'm gonna give it.
3: So let me jump into the trivia before you go. Oh, um, oh
5: okay. So
3: there's give not much one. trivia. Yeah, there's two <laughs> there's two things here, but there's also a comment on the bottom that I, I would like to talk about as well. Uh, the trivia is, this is the first time that Muriel goes bald. The second time is in the next episode, Mission to the Sun.
2: Did she go bald in that episode, or did we get she, a weird fucking, did. like, bald head? She does, head. Go, bald. She, she
1: she does grows, go bald. She goes bald but she grows the beard. And, yeah, and then she gets her hair right back. Yeah. Um,
3: there is a cultural reference of parody in this as well, obviously. We talked about uh, the boat rides music it's a parody of It's a
1: Small yeah. World. Yeah. And, yeah. And again, pretty pretty easy if you've ever uh if you've ever seen that. Uh I've never been, been
5: to it's a Small world. world.
3: Oh but, really?
1: Uh it's in land too, you know.
3: Well so I mean I, I knew about it even when I was young, though. It's such a cultural yeah.
1: thing. It's and if you ever had the Disney like VHS tapes that had the same yeah. It was like in three or four of those too. I think that's probably not true, but it's definitely in at least one of them. I
3: definitely heard it when I was younger and knew what it was. Oh yeah.
1: So, um, Are you gonna? I've always read, hated. You want to read the comment on I'm the random page? I'm not gonna read the page? whole comment. Um... <laughs> oh, I'll read the whole comment. <laughs> this dude's right. my fucking favorite. Um... Yeah. It's put so, on there June eighth, by the way. June eighth, by the way. So this is fairly fairly new. If it's the same June eighth,
3: yeah, we have no idea. To know what year?
1: Yeah, they don't. I don't, they don't think. Put you there. Yeah, yeah. So maybe that, maybe so. it was a while ago, but um. So some guy named Berserk seventy three. <laughs> All right, <laughs> just wrote start. this. He wrote a par- He wrote a good paragraph of a comment. Um I just thought I'd throw in my two in my two cents. A moderator should confirm with Dilworth, which I love that first off. I'm going to pause. <laughs> I love no. the idea that there's the, the moderators of the Courage fandom have a straight line to the creator of the show. Uh or whoever wrote this episode again, David, you want to help him out, Mr. Cohen, cuz apparently we need to have a direct line to you. Actually, we could probably tweet at him. Um <laughs> Uh, who wrote this episode but i'm guessing that dr gerbil is also oh man i didn't even read the whole fucking thing <laughs> i thought this dude yeah. was just complaining about dilworth's name That's why dilworth's not being gonna... in it. oh my god Terrible. this gets so much better all right yeah. i gotta okay. but i'm gonna guess that dr gerbil is also a reference to the infamous nazi scientist dr joseph Goebbels. Which you put Goebbels in quotations, which is not right. Also, it's Goebbels. It's a fun German pronunciation. It's okay. Uh, which sounds like Gerbil in English, if Gerbil were pronounced with a hard G sound. <laughs> Wait, you, gerbils? Ger? I yeah. I, I don't know ger- how it was. Soft you, oh, do oh, go on. Yeah. I'm enraptured,
2: please. Not,
1: not to mention the obvious parallels between animal experimentations on humans, Eustace and Muriel. When in reality, animals are used for experimentations on human products before their consumption in many cases. And the one person responding to him is a very long name that I'm not going to read, but you can go see it yourself. Um, <laughs> he's, he
5: just,
1: just writes, and he's accurate. He goes, Joseph Goebbels was a politician, not a scientist. You might be thinking of Joseph Mengele, which is my favorite historical like kind of like bitch slap, like shut the f- you don't know what you're talking about dude
3: yeah you didn't do any and research
1: you just walked in and you're like those names sound similar type of type, top 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 top, top, top. <laughs> but again i love the idea that we can, that the person who runs this fandom page or the moderators is going to get in touch with dilworth and say hey did you voice the gerbil and also is dr gerbil actually a nazi
2: Based off of Dr. Mangala. The, like, the
3: irony of his second part of that comment, like where he's like, not to mention the parallels between a- animal exper- yeah. exper- exper- experiment- I mean, experimentation. I he didn't say experimentation, he says experimenting. Uh, oh my god,
1: he does say experimenting. <laughs> I'm too smart for reading Phantom <laughs> yeah. comics. Typographical error. He, uh... Wait, not to mention the obvious parallels between an animal experimenting on humans... When in reality, animals are used for experimentation on human products. That's a bad, that one's bad. Yeah, it's just uh,
3: like he could have said that way easier in a way. Guys, guys, guys. But hey, no, no, this, it, the whole point of this episode, even when he mentions like, to encourage, you're free yeah. now, is you're that free. kind of thought process where it's like, oh, we use animals to experiment
2: Mm-hmm. Animals are our slaves. They'll never be any different.
3: Yeah, we use mice to test pro like hair products and shit, or goats. I
2: say as I feed my dog for the fifth like, time today. That's
3: the whole yeah. point of this episode. Like, that's not something that's like
5: to be
1: contested. Yeah, it's it's also yeah. I was gonna say it's not really a. It also could be this. It's kind of like well, no, it's. Oh, it is. It's this. it's pretty. It's pretty clear that that was kind of the joke.
3: That was the whole joke. Yeah.
5: So.
1: Um, I fucking love when people comment on fandoms, because they're always the best. I
3: love coming back to this fandom and seeing episodes that we had just watched being updated, which scares me a little
1: bit. Somebody's (laughs) watching. If you're out there updating fandoms, good for you. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. If you're Berserk73, read more history. Um,
3: (laughs) So... Uh That is uh, that is all the trivia. There's nothing. He's a fan here. of
2: Berserk, and he was
1: born in '73. Uh, uh, by the ten way, 10 bucks says he wasn't. <laughs> if, you
3: didn't, if you didn't get any of this episode, the, the main plot is that Gerbil has a cosmetic line.
1: Yeah. He's dark yeah.
3: on humans instead of
1: animals? So yes, that's that is the joke. That is the,
3: the catch twenty two. You
5: could say.
1: I don't know. Yes. If you know what Catch 22 means. Catch 22 is a reference to the book by Joseph Heller Catch 22 in which that uh, a bomber a, a bomber in a <laughs> I think we've in a done. Plane, this. We have uh, we have a whole in, episode
3: in a, called Catch 22.
1: We do. In a plane who wants to get, stop bombing and wants to stop getting shot at by Germans. And so to do that, he has to go to a doctor and the doctor has to declare he's insane. But if he says that he's insane, the doctor says you're not insane because no insane person will ever say that you're actually insane. But I have to tell you that you're insane, but I can't tell you you're insane until you come to me to ask me to to tell me that you're insane. So therefore, I can't give you the Section 8 to get out of the military and discharged because if you tell me you're insane, you're not insane. But I can only tell you you're insane if you come to me and say that you think you're insane. But by saying that you think you're insane... You're not insane. It's Catch Twenty Two, and then there's a whole book.
2: There's
1: a whole book about the horrors of war. Um, And then they become a ska band. And and then they then they break up and become another ska band. Yeah, and then they
3: they make an album, which is just their first album. The 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 lead singer
1: leaves leaves the band, and then. starts another band and does the same album from catch 22 and then he with changes, his new band
3: and then he changes the na- his own name to tokay
1: it's the <laughs> that's the funniest fucking scott drama ever is the drama between catch 22 and that other band streetlight manifesto there it is i couldn't remember him <laughs> when i first did names. that i was listening to that was the weirdest thing so one more aside I was listening to catch 22 and then streetlight manifesto came on and it was playing this album. I just listened to from catch 22 (laughs) by streetlight manifesto. I thought that I was living through a mandala effect right there. I thought that right then suddenly Uh, the world diverged and catch 22 never existed. And that this was just, no, that's it's like a newer album from this band. I'm like, what the fuck is happening? It doesn't.
3: It doesn't help that it's the first album. that Streetlight. It's the second album. Yeah. that Manifesto put out.
1: Yeah, and it's just like, what, what, what happened? Why did you do that? <laughs> so yeah, it's. Huh.
3: <sighs> there's so much on. I can make a whole podcast on Streetlight Manifesto so and how stupid. they they flipped a big middle finger to their fucking. Uh, record companies and shit.
1: Yeah. And also their friends. Um Yeah. Mm-hmm.
3: And a lot of but, people. Yeah.
1: Uh I give the human <laughs> try. Uh I give it four and a half uh suction cups out of five. Oh, you went uh, soft. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: I'm gonna give wow. it uh four point five out of five exploding lips. All right.
2: You should have called them DSLs, Tim.
1: There it is.
3: <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, they're not anymore. They explode. The
2: explosion makes it.
3: Oh, okay.
1: that I ending? hate this episode. I don't, <laughs> yeah. don't want to make a podcast anymore. Is that
3: where you think
5: the climax is at? All
1: right. <laughs> Honestly, you
2: guys took the good one, so I'm just going to say... Uh, <laughs> so I'm just going to say... 4.5... 4... 4. 5, uh, four
1: Lintz out of 5. I like this episode. Oh, yeah. Make sure it's your Lintz. All right. Now it's time for a fun game that we're going to play before the next uh, episode. I'm Um, ready to play Do I Need My Point Card? No, you don't. Uh, Welcome, everybody. You can play along at home. This is a a fun game where I say uh, it's like two truths and a lie, except for it's two real fan fictions and one I made up right now. I need another (laughs) drink. Hold on. (laughs) I am. And I'll... All I am going to do is read synopsis of no, fan sure. fictions I have found. Sure. Um, and I am going to then have you, uh, my my dear compatriots, try to guess. You don't uh, get
2: that word by putting us through this torture.
1: That's
5: not your word <laughs> anymore. Well,
1: you know, it's funny because like, I haven't found, I'm still diving through the depths of the archive um and i'm still trying to find some of the uh the (laughs) all right uh, the i guess worst ones or weirder ones i don't know um but we'll we'll see what i can get a hold of uh it turns out the fanfic community for courage is either harder to get into subpar. (laughs) uh or is just really trying to write episodes of courage badly um you mean most fan fictions yes um so uh, now hold on boys
2: and girls i think you all should keep writing because writing leads to things keep writing
1: and if you uh, if any of you some of these are pretty new um if you hear this and you are part of the fan fiction community Please uh, shoot us a DM over at our Twitter uh, at Liquid_Podcast. Oh
3: my God! Make us into a fanfiction for Courage. No, <laughs>
1: no, please don't. Do no, that. I don't. I don't want that. But if you can find me the good one, just shoot us links <laughs> into our DMs.
3: I will be your auto You could use me out of all three of us.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that would be so awesome. Just, just gonna throw up a fanfiction. <laughs> oh, that'd be so. All right. Fun. I. Uh, all right. So I have. Okay. I've got a, I've got a few in front of me. So I'm going to read you uh, two real ones. Okay. And one that I have made up.
2: This isn't going to be a trick one where they're <laughs> all real, is it?
1: No, I, I thought about doing that to you and I decided not to. Um, you okay. So. <laughs> yes.
2: Because it's one of those things where you're just um, thinking so hard, but all of a sudden they're all real. Yep, even the one about the dick.
1: Alright, so here's uh, here's the first one. Uh it is an, it is titled uh When He's Down. Um it's a it's a freaky Fred uh driven right. fanfiction. Okay, okay. Uh Freaky Fred and Barbara are a young couple in love, living their romantic life with little care. But one day, Fred has has a has a <laughs> depressive episode. I shouldn't have laughed, has a depressive episode. <laughs> and although barbara attempts to comfort him this might be the day he finally becomes naughty basically barbara takes care of fred when he's down naughtiness and softness ensue very soft Whoa. extremely softness. Whoa. most softness <laughs> okay i can only get so hard this is one of those this is one of those
2: fucking things where sadly i'm I think it's real mostly because you had to giggle
1: when you when you talked yeah, about you it. You need to write
5: that.
3: You <laughs>
1: need to <laughs> write that. You've de- you've definitely never seen me writing D&D campaigns. <laughs> um it was I one of laugh all it's the time. like as you're reading it you're like, <laughs> "Alright. Um here is the next one uh in which it is entitled A Vampire Comes to Town. Uh <laughs> now I I will tell you, I'm reading all of them. Yeah. Like even the one that I've made up, I have it in front of me and I'm reading it. So All it's right. just in front of me. Um, A vampire yeah. comes, uh, or sorry, a vampire comes to nowhere. A, <laughs> a weird news report about people being found in their homes as pale as writing paper and frozen stiff in paralysis. Courage is concerned. And the next day, a stranger comes to Eustace and Muriel's house covered in scarves, wrappings, and trench coats asking for refuge from the sun. There is something fishy about this stranger arriving in nowhere, and it's up to Courage to figure him out. Hmm.
3: What was the name of the guy again?
1: Uh, The name of the what?
3: The antagonist.
1: There is no name. The name of the story is A Vampire Comes to Nowhere. Vampire, okay. Okay.
5: It's
2: Edward Cullen now.
3: So let's, yes. before we decide on that one, let's hear the third one, because I yes. have a distinct feeling that the fan fictions on Courage are a little bit more in your face. Hmm.
2: Weird. And if you were <laughs>
3: going to write one about a vampire, uh, I feel like you wouldn't try to be as in in our face.
1: Well, again, this, this is, is actually Taylor coming
2: out about his fan fiction. These like, are
1: just synopses. Yes. The first, they are the first blurbs on fanfiction.net.
3: So this is this is what uh Taylor's writing Fan Fiction for courage and he's just kind of throwing it at us to see if anybody wants <laughs> <see what laughs> to. Which one yeah, we'll of see these them should them I both. post? <laughs> yeah, these are obvious.
1: Okay.
2: All right. All right, give us the last one then.
1: All right. The last one is called A Fish Bowl of Problems. Okay.
2: I'm sorry, I don't mean to
1: No, it's It's a fish bowl of problems. Courage, Muriel, and Eustace are sitting in their home in nowhere when a mysterious package appears on the porch. When Muriel opens it, she finds a cute little fish inside, and it's the tank. She brings it inside. Eustace is unamused and says that he's going to throw it out. We then see Courage inspecting the tank when the fish gleans an evil smile. What's that fish up to? is what Courage will think, and soon, strange things begin happening and disappearing around the house. Eventually, Eustace is gone, with only red water left in the fish tank's place. (laughs) It's up to Courage to save the day. That's the blurb.
2: Alright, I'm gonna tell you my votes for the vampire one is the one that you made up.
1: Okay. Uh,
3: I'm going to second that, although I feel like Taylor's a little bit more articulate than you're uh,
5: gonna give him credit for.
1: No, you're both wrong because the third one was the one I made up.
2: Oh man, yeah, you fucking got that fan fiction writing spot on,
1: man. I know, I channeled uh, it real hard.
2: Because yeah. I'm gonna tell you, I was yeah. like, the second one actually sounds like it was written by.
3: <laughs> I had a feeling the third one was you, just because it was written so well, and like there was not just the like the third movies. one was not written the well. The third one was
1: bad. Oh, let, me, I wrote, let, me, yeah, let me rephrase the, this the fishbowl uh, of whatever it was i forgot had, the title already
3: yeah but like it had like blood in the water and shit like yeah. that which is cool.
5: taglines
2: but that's why i thought for sure that was written by a young up-and-coming <laughs> fan fiction writer i don't know because and not,
3: the courage style isn't about being over the top with blood and war uh blood which is
2: but fan fiction is Yes, yeah, <laughs> like, I, that's, yeah, very true. I'm sorry, like, I'm not up on my reading. I'm
3: not Guess what, on what reading. I it's am. <laughs> <laughs>
5: but,
1: uh, there was a time. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, no, I, I just, I thought that would be stupid and fun. I like um, yeah. oh. So I'll dive more into some of these. Um, I will say, A Vampire Comes to Nowhere, not terrible, you know? Uh, gonna be honest. Uh, the well, two that I read... The Vampire Comes Nowhere was written by someone called (laughs) Subject24 and the other one that I read is
2: (laughs) Not Mustis? This
1: is from uh, When He's Down was written by someone named Friendly Frat Boy boy. which I was not
2: I didn't know Tuna wrote fan
4: fiction
1: I I was uh, I was not expecting that name when I was flipping through fan fiction. I was like, "Oh shit, weird name!" I got to figure it out. Uh, He writes a whole pose at the beginning of like uh, or prose at the beginning of that one. Kind of interesting, but uh, there you go. Tell us
2: which one you'd like to hear on air.
1: Yeah, tell us. Yeah, tell yeah. us or send your favorite to the at liquid underscore podcast. Uh, or order. if
2: you'd like to hear Taylor write a fan
1: fiction for you. No, no. no. Uh, not for would, you. If you would like Taylor to read your
3: fan fiction.
1: <laughs> again, send it to the Liquid Courage. Send podcast. it to the
3: Liquid
5: Courage.
1: Oh, God. <laughs> oh, it was just one of those things where I was like, I'm going to do that game. I've been working on a stupid little game, and it's and I I wrote a bad blurb and I went I wonder if they can figure it out. Nope. Yeah. <laughs> so we'll see if we bring that segment back next week. We'll see. Uh, the next episode has much more plot, I think. Compared... Well, I think it has less plot than No More? I don't know. What do you guys think? It's the about the same
2: man. That episode yeah, went know. places. <laughs>
1: um. So this uh, episode that we're going to talk about now is Mission to the Sun. Um, also, you might have noticed that we haven't really talked about writers in a while, uh, mostly due to the fact that David Cohen has pretty much picked up David Stephen Cohen has picked up the writing for yeah. Courage by this point. Most of this, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And so, if we haven't talked about a writer in a while, it's probably because it's David Cohen. You can kind of assume that at this point. Um,
3: um, was the last episode? About?
1: No, it was Cohen too. It was Cohen. Yeah. Yep, pretty much by second uh, second season, it's it's mostly Cohen. Uh, If not all, I can't confirm it's all at this point because I'm not going to go look at things. But Uh, we have Mission to the Sun and it'll be fun. (laughs) Um, And then we'll be done. And then we'll be done. Uh, In this episode, it's kind of interesting because it starts off as just a normal day on the farm and they receive mail that they get to possibly go on a little trip and they go listen to a timeshare presentation.
2: And who hasn't gotten those mails? I mean...
1: I never have actually. Really? I've never gotten an email for it. I've never gotten physical mail for
2: it. Right behind the jury duty notices, oh. man.
1: Yeah, I was going to say, I've got either. a couple.
5: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, but I've never, I've never served on jury duty, never been summoned for jury duty.
2: Lucky. So, uh, um, that
5: fucking... Man, it sucks.
1: Yeah. Um, the people there. Oh yeah, but I poor
2: uh, bastard on the stand has to deal with me. Who's like fucking send him away? <laughs> Let's just go home.
1: Good to know. Sheldon. <laughs> Sheldon is the one guy in Twelve Angry Men that has baseball tickets and doesn't care what happens. <laughs> so,
2: no, that's, obviously that's an exaggeration. That's I didn't. A, do that.
1: <laughs> that's a reference for the four people that have watched Twelve Angry Men. I was
3: gonna say like I've seen it actually done as a uh play. Oh, you,
1: so you had you said 12 angry jurors yes it's very fun it's a it's a fun play uh it's fun movie too um it's all about why you know we have to have you know, the whole reasonable doubt thing when we have trials it's very cool yeah um but in this episode of uh courage yeah, in Mission to the Sun, they go on a little trip, uh, and it turns out that little trip is into space, which is a hell of a timeshare. Also, I have many questions as to why <laughs> NASA's outsourcing very large missions to people that might have to do to an
2: share. elderly couple. What was the uh,
1: Bruce Willis
3: movie? Was it Armageddon?
1: Oh, where they have to they get all the miners to go mine it's, the asteroid and a bomb. They
3: take, like, one astronaut, that's
1: it. <laughs> No. Oh
3: yeah,
5: one ass, yeah. not a bunch they of diggers. One regular
3: astronaut, they take like nine miners who all have like
1: criminal backgrounds and drug yeah. addictions and
3: shit.
2: They're the only ones that can mine this rock.
1: And one of them's in love with Liv Tyler who's playing Bruce Willis's daughter and that one's Ben Affleck. And, and one like of fun. them
2: has given up on living and wants the world to die with him. Here's
1: and a the side that I'll do. Uh,
3: super mm-hmm. exploitive of uh What's her name in that movie? Tyler,
1: Liv Tyler. Liv Tyler,
3: yeah. Super, yeah. just playing on the fact that she is just extremely attractive. That yeah. is that. I whole, mean, that whole every part of her in that movie. You
1: know what's? Yeah, you know what's real fun though. She has the same face as her dad. Yeah. She has Steven Tyler's face. Now go back and watch Armageddon. Have fun. Watch <laughs> um,
3: the oh, scenes no. where her and Ben
1: Affleck are mm-hmm.
3: really, really getting close to each other.
1: <laughs> but um, yeah, good Aerosmith song though. Um...
5: <laughs> oh, <laughs> so well, right. this.
1: Yeah. No, it's fine. Um, we go to space. I have ice in my mouth. One moment.
2: <laughs> we go to
3: space. We go to
1: space. Taylor
3: puts ice in his mouth. Everything
1: changes. I, was, I thought I could crunch through it. It was much denser than I initially thought. Um, and so they're sent. This is the weirdest thing, though. They're sent a flyer about a timeshare, and then it's like, eh, fuck it, they can fix the sun. And then it
2: cuts to them just being in a spaceship.
1: Yep. And that's Eustace. They're all... Eustace is cranky, obviously. Um, He bangs on a computer and turns it on. The general... You know the general not the guy that sells your car insurance the general,
2: also the, the national <laughs> uh park ranger you also know Sha- the
1: you know also is the doing explorer now, right yeah i know <laughs> also
2: the uh wow, fuck he's everything
1: like that that character design is all over the place um yeah i like that shack is doing the general in on a, the the in general insurance commercials now because the last big commercial besides like the icy hot stuff I see that hot. he was in um, but the, the last commercial that I saw Shaq in was for Papa John's Pizza. <laughs> because Pop Because Papa said the N word.
3: And hey, Papa can't be in the commercial. Why are so you long. so
1: wet, Papa? Yeah. And so Shaq bought a bunch of franchises to, <laughs> you know, save Papa John's Pizza's image. So that I th- was fun. I think
3: he did it more for the money because Papa John's is like in the areas of the
1: country where they're
3: like, yeah,
1: mm-hmm.
3: it would be awesome there's a pizza place here, but also there's barely a McDonald's here.
1: Hey, I love Papa John's <laughs> Pizza.
3: That's how I know.
5: because yeah. you live in the oh. middle, of- it's okay.
1: middle of- I When I was in Top City and lived there, I would order Papa John's Pizza because it was the best pizza joint in that entire freaking...
2: Like, Why are pizza. you so wet, Taylor?
1: If, if you wanted a pizza <laughs> if you wanted a good pizza delivered to your house, that was the best one in that area. And
3: when I was living in Leavenworth, Kansas, which is, every day I learned something new about Leavenworth, Kansas,
5: which is not a good
3: thing. Um, <laughs> like the the amount of serial killers and other hitmen and crazy uh, other fucking people that
5: live there. You're going to walk
2: by 500 serial killers in your life. It's fine.
3: I lived across the street from that federal prison.
1: <laughs> but <laughs> uh, Your
2: numbers might be a little higher than the average. Yeah,
1: so. but, Tim's playing professional numbers. But there was no,
3: <laughs> there was no Papa John's there, but there was Domino's and Pizza Hut. So I just assumed that they pushed Papa John's out of the market.
1: there. No, see, Papa John's is like actually higher. I don't. Papa Papa don't John's the higher tier. Papa John's. They, only, they you know, only go into certain areas. When guess.
3: I when I grew up, I grew up in Derby, Kansas, south of Wichita, which is where i live now. And uh, there was a Papa John's and Pizza Hut always, and then Domino's came to town. And I don't know if it was the new factor of Domino's, but like they completely obliterated <laughs> Papa
1: John's. Uh but Papa John's is a good garlic butter dipping sauce. Uh well yeah, I'll
3: give you that. But uh we can all they agree that Papa Murphy's free. the three places that are still open for
1: <laughs> it. Probably <laughs> hey, that taken bake's pretty okay. It's like fine. If you, but, uh, if you wanna if you want like a pizza that you feel is like not as bad for you, that's a yeah, that's a yeah, good
5: yeah. choice.
1: Papa um <laughs> all right we got to talk about the moon or nope the sun now um so it's the time. general comes yeah the general comes on and says and, and says that the <laughs> well, sun is up. going to go out good luck you are the only ones that can do it everything you needs in that briefcase and then they just kind of don't do anything for a long time i well, guess they're flying towards the sun they have two point. hours until they make
2: it to the sun or until the sun goes out i couldn't figure out yeah which. that is it's...
1: unclear it was the the
3: sun going out. That's the clock was. Because as soon oh, as he okay. gets man,
2: there, then the general cut it close with their fucking predetermined fucking Yeah, situation.
3: and like the message from the general, half of it was that, then the other half of it was just random, like gibberish. Uh, either you guys notice that or am I like having a shot? Uh, I
2: think no, I think you used to smash things on the keyboard. Yeah, And uh, then that fucked up the message. I think that's yeah.
1: what And that's when we like and then the rest of the episode, for from there on, is them traveling to the sun, and courage like fucking with the computer and the computer and
2: Gooey Louie trying to take over. Yeah, we getting So um, I
3: I brought up this too, while we were watching it. Um, so the premise of the movie War Games is that Matthew Roderick's <laughs> character, who's also maybe the same character from Ferris Bueller.
1: Uh, not the same. It's not the same person. They're two different. It's two different movies. It's I, know, I know, I know, I know. Stop there, doing this. There is
3: a theory where it's the same,
1: <laughs> basically the same just because, Just because you made the theory doesn't mean you I, do this. Right, God damn it, it has four upvotes. You, you have, have to believe in your
3: theory before
2: anyone else will.
3: <laughs> That's right. It has four upvotes on Reddit. So I think it's pretty mainstream by now. Uh, but we're games. is that... Matthew Broderick's character gets a computer that is also the computer for like, it's not Nash. NASA's no, no, computer. he
1: just he's able to hack into it. He it's not the same computer. Okay. He just hacks into the computer. But he has uh, War Games. Not recently. <laughs> no, <laughs> I was I was waiting for no. But... No,
3: I've seen it, just not within the last like five yeah. years.
1: He hacks he hacks into a government system to dick around, and he accidentally activates the AI protocol that's going to launch all the nuclear weapons. Yeah. It's very fun, and then they have to play chess. Yeah, I like chess. The A's were
3: weird. <laughs> well, that's the, the computer just wanted to play chess. Yeah, I just wanted. yeah. But and uh, yeah. I just it just reminds me of that because it's the same computer uh, Courage has at home. So I I like the fan theory that Courage is actually talking to a AI that is. Running the United States of America's nuclear program.
1: Yeah, that's I don't. Yeah, I don't know why they are like the computers. All computers must talk the same. Apparently, they have to have this same voice. Yeah, and so that the goes AI on.
3: has
2: already entered the internet. We're all doomed. It's
1: yeah. fine. Yeah, and Muriel and Eustace are just kind of milling about. Eustace loses his hat in a space toilet. Um, he's trying to get that out for the the entire. episode. been there, brother. Yeah. And Muriel's just kind of doing general space things. When Come suddenly uh, we kind of see on the outside of the, the plane. Nope. The spacecraft, <laughs> spacecraft. This thing. <laughs> this <laughs> so little worm. It's a space worm, I space guess, worm, is what yeah. they call it. Is I thought it was just like a virus, but it's definitely a space worm. He's got a space helmet. And on. he cuts into the ship again. That's that's a bigger problem. Uh, and then he floats around and finds Muriel bending over, fixing part of the spaceship. Uh, and that was weird, that he flew directly at the ass and began drilling a hole in her suit. Yeah, um, there's a
3: lot of sexual... Gotta drill into that scene,
1: ass. Yeah. And then there, there's a... Like, there, after that, there's a scene where... We get a close-up of him entering her system, which, again, that's why I thought he was a virus. Oh, it's um, so gross, yeah. He pulls a long white hair out oh. from her butt <laughs> and then flies in and puts it back. And that was the moment we all went,
5: oh. these episodes oh. are
1: weird, guys. Oh, um, yeah. And it then just they, turned.
2: I just turned to the guys and went, I, guys, I'm like, I'm done. I'm just going to lie down for a little
3: and, bit. Yeah, I think when we were collectively watching it, even in the, the footage I have of that, we are just
1: like, oh, why? Yeah. Why are we and, doing this? Uh, it, was, it was a time. And then uh, we cut to them eating dinner, space dinner through tubes. And we get a close-up of the little space worm plunking away at the control panel in uh, Muriel's brain and he makes her just kind of go crazy cuckoo.
2: Wicky wicky wiggly winterboard.
1: That's, yeah, that was said. Uh, Halifax was thrown in there at one point in time. That's right, yeah, Halifax. And then it's just, the, the rest of the episode is the worm controlling Muriel and Courage trying to figure out what's wrong with Muriel and how to fix the sun when he gets there. Um, <laughs> and so, like, Muriel goes insane. She grows hair. She loses hair. She grows a beard. Uh, she walks across the ceiling. Um, is the she second assaults time Eustace. She loses her hair. She loses her hair. Yes. Mm. Um. She bites through the ship's uh, or the electronic wiring of the ship uh, causing the computer to go down. Wall yeah serious. she Be bites sure. through a she bites through an air pipe connected to the used to, to the spaceship as he's trying to pull his hat out he gets lost in space that's fun um courage confronts muriel and then the the brain worm uh mustafa <laughs> that's a long name Maybe for a character okay so
3: you're gonna pull that okay I was wondering if we're going to wait till we get the trivia to talk about his fucking
1: name. No. He so- doesn't have a name. <laughs> yeah, he does, apparently. And apparently,
3: he's not named in the episode. This is literally on the wiki, his name.
1: And so, I don't know. I guess that could be his name. I assume it would be. Oh, my um, Christ.
3: He has, like, a longer IMD... He has a longer fandom page in this whole fucking episode.
1: Yeah. Jesus. Um...
2: Hmm, I don't like this. <laughs>
1: yeah.
2: Um, it turns out this series was supposed to be about him, and then Courage came yeah. along.
1: Mustafa al bacterius That's his name. <laughs> I might have to go back and watch and see if he says his fucking name. He does ever. not.
3: He,
5: he
1: does, does
3: not. It. He doesn't say his name. He doesn't say. Oh wait. He does actually say his name.
1: Does he say it? When so he's when
3: he's reading him. Can, yeah, when he gets rid of Eustace, shoots Eustace out of the uh, side because Eustace went out to pull mm-hmm. his hat out of the uh, sewage pipe or whatever on the ship. Uh, he cuts Eustace off and Eustace goes flying. And then he's controlling Muriel and he goes to Courage and says his name, I am Mustafa's Bacterius, and I oh. am here to stop you on your mission to save the sun or whatever
1: bacterius yes like it dark yes he does um all right i guess i missed that probably because i was still reeling from the gerbil episode
2: but if the sun goes out everyone's
5: (sighs) dead right (laughs) yeah no
1: apparently
3: not them right they said they like it
1: that's the whole point is because space Mm -hmm. um and then they have a fun little fight uh and Courage tries to extract the space worm, but it just doesn't really work. Um and I'm then he's hungry. stuck Yeah, and then they fight and her head gets stuck in the toilet. And oh. Courage uses the toilet to suck the worm into oh. space. And it's it, yeah.
3: it brings out when her head is finally pulled out of there. Yeah, that warped. gross. Why did they animation. make her head like that? <laughs> yeah. I yeah. Gross is fucking that is I remember this episode from when I was younger, and always thinking that was fucking weird.
1: Like, yeah, uh... yeah. And then uh, they they get to the sun. They land the ship on the sun, and it melts. And Courage runs down into the the depths of the sun to replace a light bulb. As there's one. A, does. There's a real fun part in the uh, episode where, as he unplugs the light bulb, the screen goes dark. Yeah and then he plugs it back in and it's all fine again and then they're stuck on the sun until Eustace in, yeah. yeah and then Eustace comes by with his his uh, asteroid that he oh, wow. somehow landed on and uh, courage uses his his grappling space anchor <laughs> to get onto that <laughs> they, and then it ends it ends with them just hanging out on mars i still for,
3: think the the space grapple hook that's also his anchor yep I, it's established he has that anchor, but it's not established those suits had a fucking grapple hook. That's a fucking Hey
2: man. It wasn't yeah. the suit. It was courage's own invention. He did it. There you
3: go. <laughs> he just he built it in that ten seconds we weren't looking
2: yes, at. <laughs> he's the MacGyver. <laughs>
3: oh, yeah. okay. I can see that.
1: And yeah. And then we're on Mars and then Eustace starts acting weird and we get a fun little inside of his brain, which we shows are... uh the the bacteria.
3: Because i haven't even begun to
1: fight so fuck you yes it was a good john paul jones reference it was very fun yeah um yeah and that's that episode again i think it's uh more straightforward now that i'm I'm thinking about it
3: but like this part where we talked about the worm uh there's a good eight minutes of exposition like before that, that is just kind of slow and nothing. Cause they're I just mean, hanging there's out a lot of times
2: show. where they go back to that clock and it's like, we still got two hours. Yeah, Whoa.
3: Yeah, they keep showing the clock like it's some kind of sense of emergency, but in a cartoon you don't really get that.
2: It's so, not like there's going to be a real two hours going by.
3: Yeah, it's just like, this all happens within two hours. I mean, uses is in the crapper for like two hours. <laughs> Muriel's working on that ship that they don't use later, and is somehow in a cargo hold of a ship that doesn't have a cargo hold. Uh, uh yeah, there's a, there's a lot.
2: I mean, the, the sun's gonna go out, though.
3: Tim, shut up. Yeah, and he replaces the light bulb that is the sun. So there, there is something I did want to bring up. Uh huh. Um, you know, we are living in the age of conspiracy theories and fake truth.
2: We've been yeah, living in the age of conspiracy. It's been a while. Yeah.
5: For do, you like 50 is,
3: years. do you think that this is Cohen and Dilworth trying to tell everybody that the CIA has been to the sun before and they replaced the sun with a big light bulb that can. You
5: know,
2: I'm going to go no. ahead and sandbag you and say no. <laughs> but CIA, you
1: know. The CIA can't even pr- replace dictators properly without shit going poorly. Yeah.
5: Not
3: well, yeah. cool. yeah.
2: Like, everybody wants to believe that the government's in charge of everything. I don't think our government can actually control anything. But
3: I, I will tell you, I was listening to a podcast, uh, and this is super off topic, but uh, the, to- uh, the podcast is all about, did the CIA write the song, The Winds of Change, by the Scorpions?
1: Uh, that is called, the podcast is called Wind of Chains." It's amazing, and the answer could potentially very much be yes.
3: Yes, it could be. I don't know. I don't think so. Like, uh, I think that he see, wrote it
1: and then yeah, but they, see, that's won't, the kind of they that's they again the it. kind of thing that the, the CIA is really good at is that type of stuff.
3: Well yeah, but I, I really think that like maybe he just wrote it, but it wasn't gonna be as big of a hit, or maybe they weren't even gonna use it in an
1: album. Maybe. And, and then, then they the CIA went. heard it and it was like, Whoa, hey, <laughs> I don't know. uh everyone should listen to that podcast by the way it's phenomenal <laughs>
3: so really i just finished it yesterday it's really good
1: it's it is great we will not talk about it anymore from here on out because i'll spoil the whole thing for anyone who wants to listen to <laughs> it <laughs> it's
3: uh do you guys want to hear some trivia for this episode?
1: I, oh, I yeah. would just love to.
3: There's there's quite a few. There's uh, five bullet points here. So, This oh. episode marks the only time Courage interacts with a computer whilst not in the farmhouse. Incidentally, the computer's voice is the same as Courage's computer. What a trip. Uh, I want to point out that that may not be true.
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't... I, think I don't know. Really. Uh,
2: the computer takes over Muriel's body and...
1: Yeah,
3: I oh. think there's a couple other times where he interacts with just basic computers that are not in his the farmhouse, but...
2: We'll, we'll point... will the computer, Tim. We will
3: point that out when that happens. Because I'm fairly sure that happens again. But. Uh, this is the second consecutive time that Muriel goes bald. Thank you for having that attached Thank to the you, same trivia. fucking episode. <laughs> that was the only trivia for the last episode. The A part of this episode, and it's on the B part as well. Man. Uh, it should be as
5: good
3: sometimes. Yeah. Mustafa Mustafa, Mustafa. Bacterius looks a lot like Hard Drive Virus from Hard Drive Courage, and they both share the same voice actor. So Hard Drive Courage which is a later episode.
1: Which I think Hard just thought. shows that it's probably a virus. Like, I think that's the whole joke, is it's a it's literally like it a bug. computer virus. Yeah.
3: yeah. Uh, and also, in cartoons, they will use a bug to actually show a virus for computer viruses
5: and stuff. Yeah. Like that. So,
2: or. Yeah. No yeah. Or octopuses.
5: Yeah, they will, yep. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I have no idea why I said that because I just watched an episode of another cartoon where it was just a bunch of octopuses. <laughs> I won't go into that, because <laughs> who knows?
3: <laughs> Talk about fetishes. Uh, hey, oh, no. uh,
5: mm.
3: By the way, that's the same voice actor that they used in English and Japanese. Uh, apparently. The music used in this episode is Blue to <laughs> I want to
2: watch New. a Curse Cur- the Cowardly Dog episode in Japanese now.
3: <laughs> Sounds like a good April Fool's Day episode. Uh, the music used in this episode is Blue to Noob, made famous by 2001 as Space Odyssey. The piece is also used in SpongeBob SquarePants episode Jellyfishing in Squidward and Clarinet Land.
1: I mean, yeah, Beat. it's a it's a great old classical piece. There, this episode
3: shares its music with Head of Beef as well. That's...
2: Do you have any extra salt? No. Can you go check? No.
3: <sighs> I do want to point out. Like I said earlier, the Mustafa Al Bacteria's uh, wiki page is fucking huge. Um, Yeah, he also has trivia. We don't need
2: it. We don't need that. Not at the moment.
1: Maybe I like how read it. It's fun.
3: There's. I'm only gonna point out a couple. I think there's one that's just stupid. He's a bit similar to Plankton from SpongeBob SquarePants, as both are tiny organisms that control the brain of a major Besides hero. Besides
5: that, no, nothing. Yeah. There's
3: literally nothing. He's he's the smallest villain of the saga too. Uh, and apparently, he was defeated but didn't die, which well,
1: technically none shown. of the
3: villains have died.
5: But yeah.
3: Anyways, that is the yeah. tribute for this episode. Uh, sorry to bring you all down yeah just hearing you guys it's just like wow you did that (laughs) no it's not it's not like that
2: at all Tim anyway
3: I'll take Taylor's silence as it is
1: no it's yeah no it's Trivia is stupid sometimes, that's all.
2: You just listen to trivia and you go... Also,
3: yeah. uh, here's the, the last little thing for the, the fandom page. Uh huh. The air date was February 22nd, 2K01. <laughs>
1: well, good for them. <laughs> I'm glad they did it that way.
3: <laughs> I don't know why every other episode is 2000. But this is 2K.
1: 2K01. Well, you know, just in case
3: so i wanted to score this baby
1: let's do it
3: man (laughs) i don't know
2: (laughs) why doesn't taylor go first taylor i'm gonna pull you into the
4: crossfire
1: um i'll uh i think it's a good i I think it's a 3.5 out of five uh space toilets
5: Mm. Okay,
1: okay. because I, I th- it, it's not it's not a bad episode I just think that uh, when you compare it to the first one that we watched uh, this one's just better it's Doctor's World yeah. no, the first one's just better yeah so uh, there you
3: go yeah I will give this a three uh, brain levers out of five uh, mm. I think it's better than the worst episodes in the series Yeah, um, but it does have a lot of moments where it's just kind of
2: It's not as bad as Cajun Granny Stew. It'll never be. I
3: mean, I didn't hate that episode you guys.
2: Yeah, yeah, we'll keep bringing that up. Don't worry. (laughs) Um, uh, I'm going to give it three Deus Ex Meteors out of five. (laughs) It's just sort of. It's okay. I'm not mad that I watched it. And it's no it's Doc gerbil's world, which I will probably be remembering for the rest of the week,
5: yeah, in life
3: dwarfed did his part, you know
1: there you go, well, and I think that draws us to a close of yet another liquid courage podcast, yeah um, it's you been for joining. yes, thank you for joining us. It's been fun uh be sure to uh to follow us over on the twitters with uh, at liquid underscore pod and uh we will uh be here hopefully next uh month with another another fun episode as long as uh things (laughs) stay good
2: knock on wood everybody
1: yeah Mm -hmm. stay safe yeah be careful have a good night uh, yeah good night good night or good day whenever you listen to this good you good Good on you
0: That was the Liquid Courage Podcast. An in-depth look every episode of Courage the Cowardly Dog. On the next episode, we check out Courage the Fly and Cat's Candy. Music was provided by Visionless. You can find them at www.soundcloud.com slash V-I-S-I-O-N-L-3-S-S. We do not own the rights to Courage the Cowardly Dog. Until next time, have a wonderful night.